On this week's Bet the Process podcast, Rufus and I talk about getting our first sponsor. It's a very exciting conversation about how we will choose our first sponsor. We do a little rehash of the Open Championship. And then finally, we talk about Rufus's dream to one day be a lounge singer in Vegas. And so with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not the typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a talent with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom Welcome to another episode of the Bet the Process podcast. We've been away for too long, Rufus. Like, you've been playing golf in Nova Scotia and uh, I've been losing yeah. lots of money at Calcutta. It's just, it's just been a, a great, a great three weeks since we last chatted. No, it's yeah. It's, it's been certainly eventful and there were some ups and downs. How's your, how was your uh, British open besides the Calcutta or the open championship? Well, besides, we, the we, we apparently made a little bit of money in the Calcutta somehow. We made $2,000, yeah. $2, 2,000 Rufus coin, but yeah, 2,000 um, Rufus coin, which I'll probably just pay you. That so. was good. We made, um, we made a little bit of money. I think we made, um, 75,000 on 1.7 million invested. What did you win most of matchups? Cause I'm assuming you did not have Cam Smith. Out. No, we didn't have Cam Smith. Um, we, we had, we had some each ways that cashed. We had like a Brian Harmon each way, a Dustin Johnson, um, I think Cantlay paid partial. Yeah, um, we did well in matchups, though round matchups especially. Will knew you guys were gonna like uh, Shane Shane Lowry. He thought you guys were gonna like. Well, I told him I I told well he he says he's always low on Shane Lowry and he and I told him I was really high on Shane Lowry before the tournament. Wait, yeah, so he, he told you like, going he into bidding that we were going to get Sun JM because wait, he told you wait this he told you before the bidding that I was going to like Shane Lowry. Yeah. Oh man, I can't tell him anything anymore. He's well, he's on my team, of course. I know. Like, no, no, I mean, but I didn't tell my trader that who you guys like or dislike, even though I knew. No, oh, you can tell him. I don't care. I mean, no, that okay. kind of knowledge okay. is, is fine. We like kind of we kind of I mean, and we didn't like, buy Shane Lowry anyway. Info. What? We didn't buy Shane Lowry. It's because I think Martin paid a lot for him. Yeah, Martin's not like I feel bad for Martin though. He's just run really, really badly. Yeah. The last two Sundays we've run poorly. We've yeah, been in a both I'm Sundays. Gonna, I'm gonna take exception to your you, you were like, oh yeah, it was bad luck, blah, blah, blah. And like you had like basically No, no, I don't think it's bad luck, but it's, it's you had Shepherd play poorly on Sunday. Yes, agree. I well, had a I had a bunch of guys in the conversation and like up there. My point, listen, Rufus, in a day when the median score was probably what three under, two no, under, it wasn't that good. There were only of of all the players, there yeah. was only like two or three that were actually over par. <laughs> um. Okay, so there was a point I looked. There was a point I looked Jeff, at it. Jeff, the afternoon wave on average, the the afternoon tee times were two point three strokes under par on average. That's 
I mean, and I had guys shooting three over and whatever, four over. You had Hovland shoot two over. I mean, and Scheffler, and Scheffler but Hovland, shot. by the way, Hovland has that penalty of like sleepy on the lead, which is actually real. Um, I showed value on Rory going into the last round. No value on Hovland. I had I had Siwoo Kim also shoot over par. Yeah, and I would say that Scheffler and Hovland shot. I, you know, when I went into that round with T one and T five with the number one golfer in the world at T five that didn't even. Okay, he's not the best golfer in the world, but that's fine. Yeah. But he's the number one ranked golfer in the world. That's I'm just saying a fact. I'm saying a fact. Okay, right. Your fact was if you held first and fifth, then you you would have done better. But your what's that? I, I think that the Sunday that I had was below what expectation would have been. Is that true or not? Yeah, I'd say that's true. I think the Sunday I had was, I think it was, it was, I think it was, I think it was a standard deviation below expectation. You had two guys. I think you were in a position where you were fragile to two players. Would you agree? Sure. Whereas, I mean, we also had a bunch of guys that were right, right on the outside. Of, like who? You know, and Hatton was the only one that that came through for us. Uh, well, Hatton got you. I mean, Hatton got you half of what tied for eleventh with four other guys. Sam Burns shot eight under that day. I woke up that morning and say saw Sam Burns. Sam Burns was eight under, and, and I was like, oh, you so half of might that. Not Actually, be so bad. you might have gotten some. You, it might not. It might have been pretty neutral with you with all the uh, props you won. Props are pretty small, though, in the grand I know. Scheme. My point is, yeah. I mean, my point is the fact the how you looked after round three was better than you were expected to look after round four, given your situation. I thought that I was kind of in the opposite situation since I had a bunch of guys um, very, very close to the cashing position. And they, you know, DJ shoots three under. That's given right as you said like i mean that that's a little that's worse than expected given the scoring conditions cantley shoots 400 that's probably right around what's expected see kim shoots one over um min yeah min Lee, well actually he's uh Mull- let me see uh fratelli two under uh peter's only one under um i'm forgetting who was on my all team. i was saying was again to have like two of the only three guys that shoot over par, right? And that that you know, and, and again, like they're not just yeah. shooting over par; they were two over and and three over, I think. So they were both two over. Yeah, and there were twelve guys out of the, I guess, I mean, eighty-three. When, when Sheffield bogey shot over, nine, that shot two over or worse. There were there were twelve guys that shot two over or worse. Yeah, but none of them are in the. I mean the. It, they were the unless the top. There was a point that I looked at the top forty, and literally Scheffler, and and I know like some people blew up maybe down the back nine, but like Scheffler and Hovland were the only two above above par at that point in the top of 40. the top guys at the top of the leaderboard. That's fair. Yeah. Well, just, no, and see and see Wu Kim, see Wu Kim. You can't he, I think at that moment he wasn't above he wasn't above par. I, I mean I, I I was I like literally he was shot one over par. No, I think at the that moment though he he was not over par. He was either even or below par. That's okay. we're having a ridiculous cool. argument that nobody yeah. cares about. Yeah. Uh, I love 
you know, I, you bet anything I, I guess when I lose at the Calcutta, it's skill. When you lose, it's, it's, it's luck, huh? No, I'm not. I don't, I don't okay. think I'm not saying that I lost because of skill or luck. I'm saying that it was a disappointing Sunday. Yeah, that's fair. That's, I mean, and, and that is the only point I'm saying. That's what I said to you. I said, I got two guys that melted down on Sunday. And that was unfortunate. Right? I guess I, I wouldn't have viewed it when you said meltdown though. I was like, wait, there wasn't a meltdown. There was just like some guys that played below average. Yeah. But again, like, like a meltdown implies like, like if Scheffler, if Scheffler lead and then just going into ejected. Sunday, you would expect him to at least finish in the top 12 in the money. And you had Hovland who was four strokes clear of the second place. Yeah, and couldn't even finish. Couldn't even finish top four. He had to finish tied top four. Yeah, tied top four. I mean, it, it's it, like I don't understand why you can't just acknowledge that that was a poor Sunday. That was no, much it was poor. a poor Sunday. I wouldn't. Yeah, and that that's all I'm complaining about. Okay. Right? Okay, we can move and on. Similarly, similarly, the U.S. Open was the same for us. Where we went into that Sunday, we we went through this before. We had like Burns, who was like, we have Burns and Rom. Rom was what like, like three. And, and Burns was like five or whatever. And that leaderboard wasn't amazing. And Rom ends up tied 12 and Burns isn't even in the picture. So it's, it's all right. I mean, both days, both tournaments looked fine for us until the last day. And then the last day just became bad. That's golf. It's four days, man. I know. Unless you're in the live tour. You should be, we should be doing Calcutta's on the live tour. Your team would do a lot. Yeah, we should do a Calcutta for the, um, for the FedEx cup. Let's do a Calcutta for the live, the next live event. I don't even want to acknowledge that. Um, for the FedEx Cup, we could. I don't. I don't know how much interest there would be amongst the the peoples. I By think the peoples, people I mean the people that'll do the people that would would be entering the Calcutta because, you know, it's not like there's really a betting market for it. So, and it's the Logan Invitational, so that's that's all that matters. Yes, this is true. Um, this is true. Yeah, Logan. Logan is just cleaning up. So, what are we going to do Calcutta's for then? I think. I think we feel. I think I definitely want to do one for the World Cup. Yeah, and we're going to have that's Ted. A fantastic we're gonna have, idea. We're going to have Ted Knutson come on uh, to do a podcast with us where we basically discuss the World Cup and then discuss the format for the for the actual and Calcutta try to pick up some insider information on which teams we should like. No, he'll probably be my teammate in the Calcutta. I'm hey, just going to hey. Okay. Well, I, I like that if that's the case. Well, we're going to, he's going to come on. I already kind of gave him some background on it. And I think he's thinking about the best way to structure it. So this is Ted Knutson from, from stats bomb. If anyone's wondering, and, and he's actually moved, he's, I think he's coming to my hood in like a couple of days and staying here for a couple for like three weeks. He's staying with you. No, he's staying, just in, your hood. staying in Tiburon. In my town. Ah. So but I'm only going to be here for like a week of it because I'm going down to Newport Beach. I got to come, um, like you said, and, and play some golf with you down there, right? Yeah, I got some golf set up. So, um, yeah. And so how? tell us a little bit about the, uh, the, Cabot, the Cabot thing. Yeah, that's I, – I think, I think Tom, like, and I actually, we were considering doing like a podcast or some sort of thing on our own just because I feel like there's, there's a lot to tell and a lot of – I mean, I feel like it's not a – not a place a lot of people know that know about that well but it, Cabot people will know about it a lot more in five years than they do now I think it's 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 certainly a course on the rise how many courses are there there's two courses two 18 hole courses 
And you played them a bunch of times. Um, we played, I think, a well, and there's a 10-hole par 3 course. Got it. The Nest. And we played, we played the par 3 course, and we played five rounds, um, five 18-hole rounds. So we played a total of 100 holes in three days. I found out about this place in, in Tanzania that has like an amazing golf. What's that? Is that Tanzania? Fewer, regardless. Is it pronounced Tanzania? No, it's not. I was just I was just trying to be Jeff. Was that some sort of funny, not so funny joke? Oh no, Tasmania is what maybe what I want. Tas yeah, Tasmania seems more likely than Tanzania. Well, Tanzania has great golf also. Same with Kenya. They host uh, the Kenya Open, the magical Kenya Open. There's Where's a place that if you could if travel was no, like, where would you want to go play golf? I will say that the best, well, hold on. Uh, let me explain the Cabot trip. Um, I, I mean, I would try, I'd play, want to play Augusta National, but, um, but Cabot was my first time playing true Lynx golf meaning fescue everything like it was it's it's a legitimate links course it looks like you're on the coast of ireland with the cliffs and stuff and apparently you know graham mcdowell and graham delette played a match at cabot it was the battle of the grams it was the battle of the grams at cabot did you know that did you know that i was going to name my son graham but then we couldn't think about it for a second Grandma. Oh my God. That's well played, Jeff. Well played. Well, I, we both really like the name Graham. And then it is a good grandma. And I actually like when, when my second son, Charlie, was born, I actually said, let's just name him Graham because we couldn't come up with a real name that we both agreed on. H A M or A E M? What's that? What spelling? The Graham McDowell? I think it would have been like G R A H A M. Yeah. And what was funny about it is she, she was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, because he's just going to be, if his name's grandma, he's just going to be so cool because he's going to be used to people making fun of him all the time. It's like being named Rufus. And the other thing is like, who doesn't love their grandma, right? Like he could just be like, who doesn't love their grandma? Who doesn't love grandma, right? See, yeah. You have the perfect comeback. That's why I have a G on my hat. It's for Graham, but we should have named him grandma. I thought it was just because you're a G. Um, so, so did you guys play? So can I finish talking about the course though? It was so so Graham Dillette and Graham McDowell played a match there in 2016, and Graham McDowell was quoted as saying that that if he didn't know better, he would have thought he was on the like I like in Ireland. Um, it's 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 beautiful. It really is. We stayed in the the resorts on property, the hotel. It's called a resort. It's it's there's no real spa. It's it's very Scandinavian, like in terms of the the buildings. It, they kind of fit into the landscape. How did you guys get there? We drove. We drove from Maine. How long did it take you? Uh, it was an eight and a half hour drive. Wow. The ways. The thing is, if you want to fly there, so it's hard to get to. You have to fly into Halifax, and it's three and a half hours from Halifax. It's in this. What, what time? Like what village. time did it get dark? Hey, Jeff, there's nothing there. Like all our meals were at the restaurant, the, either the pub, the, or the the bar, the public house, or the they have a nicer restaurant too. So we we frequented all of those three, and the nicer restaurant is the best. Um, the pub is like is great, or sorry, the bar is great because you can the food isn't as good, but you look right out onto the 18th hole. 
and you can actually it's really cool because like we were where we're staying was right on the 18th fairway of the links course um, we were like very close to sort of like where the where the the bar is and you can just go out there they keep the 18th hole lighted so you can just go out there and practice putting you can do putting you can putting or chipping you know at like 11 p.m if you want but it didn't get dark till you know the sunset at like after nine o'clock so it That's was, what I kept asking you. I was curious about what time it got dark. Cause like they were saying that in at, at St. Andrews, the sunset was like at like 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It and was, so, it was similar to that when I was out in Montana last month, it was setting at nine 45 PM. I never experienced so anything like that. It's so cool. It's like, yeah, it's o'clock. interesting though. Like, because you said, Oh, it's very similar to Ireland, but it's probably like it across the ocean from Ireland, essentially on a very similar latitude, right? Or longitude, longitude. Yeah, but it's, I think it's like, it is similar too in the fact that the same native grasses are growing. Right, but I'm saying so, it's like probably very similar yeah. climate. It's just on a different continent, right? Exactly. Well, and if you believe that these it's, continents- It's it a lot colder in the winter though in Nova Scotia than it does in Ireland because they have the jet stream. Right. Or the Gulf Stream, what, one of the streams, I think jet stream. Hmm. Maybe it's just a stream song. Um, how about, so the, I'm, I'm going to put this place that I heard about. One of the guys I work with um, suggested this place in Taz, in uh, Tasmania. Tasmania. It's called, called, called Barn Boogle. It looks really cool. You should look at it. And it looks like an amazing, it looks like kind of like almost like a little banded dune-ish. But it sounds a little bit like the place you were at, where so it has. Cabot has been compared to Bandon Dunes in a way because they're both like the linksy stuff. But I talked to we talked to some people. Look who, at this place, though. By the way, I put this. In, I put this. Yeah, in. I see it. We. I'm. I'm gonna click on it. Um. There's. We talked to some people there. Who, like there are a lot of people. You know, buddy golf trips type situation happening there, um, at Cabot. And we talked to some people that had played Bandon, and they thought this was like, they thought it was superior to Bandon. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe that's because they were there. Who knows? But I think it's it's certainly more remote and harder to get to, which I think may, you know, and I, and I, I personally think it's like Band, or sorry, not Band, Cabot Cliffs is the best course I've ever played. It's it's amazing. And we played- I got invited in to conditions, to, Jeff. We got, we got we, invited to go to Kiowa next year. And I then, played Kiowa. And then to um, Bandit in 2024 by a buddy who- they said they've opened up a couple spots in their guys' golf trip. I'll put it this now way: I have a handicap below seventeen. I might let myself go. I've I've played Kiwa. I've played Marion. I've played Bethpage Black. My brothers played um, Pebble, and we both thought that this was by far the best course we'd played. So there you go. It, like best I is would, very relative, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know. Or very subjective. You, you know what my dream is? My dream is to build a golf course. There you go. Seems like a good use of your time. Yeah, why not? Um, okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the future of this podcast. I think people were a little worried after you and I had our big public spat and everyone said I was really mean to you that we might be ending this podcast. But um, Wait, wait, who said that? I Nobody, but maybe, maybe, maybe I said it in my head. Wait, uh, people think you should do me. And so you should go to greener pastures. 
But um, the reality is that we're going to continue doing this podcast. We just took a three week break. Um, we feel bad for that. I know that there were so many people that were like, where are Rufus and Jeff? This is terrible. Okay. No one pretty much said that, but um, we want to figure out whether we're going to do a sponsor for the first time. We may do a sponsor now that we've gotten above seven listeners. Yes, we are above seven listeners. I believe oh, God. I've had at least seven people tell me they're one of the seven, which to me means that we might have more than seven. Jeff, I even had someone tell me they were one of the seven at the U S open. They were like, Rufus. I was like, who are you? They're like, I'm one of the seven. Yeah. I was going to be more impressed if someone said that you at Cabot cliffs. No, no, nobody at Cabot cliffs. Okay. So or Cabot links for that matter. Who should we have be our sponsor? Some of the people that we've had reach out. We've had sports books reach out. We've had some very reputable sports books reach out. One that I would even say is probably the top United States sports books in terms of respect by sharp people. Really? So that could be one angle. Do they right? just reach out to you? Yeah, I think people think I'm the more responsible one. You know, that's fair of them. I think it's probably correct. And the more business-related one. That's also true. Um, we've we've had some some like startup companies be interested in sponsoring. Um, we've had just some general bad sports books ask us to sponsor. I mean, what do you think? Should what what should our op, what should our objective function be in a sponsorship? Should it, I mean, if we're gonna actually start get sponsored shouldn't it be about the money whoever is that gives us the best deal wait can we see if live golf wants to sponsor us i wouldn't let live golf sponsor us why not i don't want to be offended i don't want to be affiliated with that stench are you talking about the stench of henrik stenson what what's your take on the live golf thing like just from like from as a golf fan or as like a business person or whatever like okay. what, what's your is a golf better it gives me another like an, an, an additional tournament or additional tournaments, additional tour to bet on. So in the short term, it's good as a golf. Have you been I'd, betting on it? Yeah, of course. It's been, we've, 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 we've kicked butt on it. The two live events so far too. So really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I think, but long-term, I don't think it's good for the game. And I think all these media people that are like, well, now the PGA tour is waking up and they're so greedy, blah, blah, blah. Like, they don't realize that it's like a cooperative. They have a certain amount of revenue and it goes to the players. It goes to running the tournaments and it goes to the players. And there's some money that goes to um, people that work for the PGA tour, but it's not like they're making ridiculous salaries. Like I think Jay Monahan's making two or 3 million a year, which compared to Roger Goodell, like if you want to compare golf to other leagues, look at what the commissioners make. So I don't th I think, I think the PGA tour is kind of, at a huge disadvantage because they don't have that kind of money that live does. And they, cause they're actually, you know, they have to make money to spend money, which live doesn't um, at the moment. And so I think they're at a bad, they're in a disadvantageous position. They've cast this as a moral battle. I don't want to like get into that as much, but I think, um, I think it's some like given, I, I think we've reached a tipping point where you're going to, where, you know, I think live is going to be legitimate for a little while now, at least. And I think you could see more high profile players, even than just, than just ones that are being discussed now, like Cameron Smith, um, jumping ship just because 
you know, because of the money and because it's, there's an, you know, we've, we've reached that tipping point, I think. What do you think? Well, so I, I think that the PGA tour, the product is, it's not great. And even if you think about like, I know the majors are not the PGA tour with the exception of the PGA championship, right? Like most people don't understand that the major, the way the majors are. PGA championship is not the PGA tour either. Sorry. The that's the PGA of America. Okay. The players is the PGA players. And that's, yeah, it's not a major, but yeah, the the players. Sorry. Um, The, the, the main issue I have is the way golf is covered right now. And the format is terrible. Like if you think about just, just let me hear me out. Okay. Yeah, no, I, Sunday, I agree. It needs to be better. On Sunday, when you were watching that coverage, what were we primarily watching? We were watching people tee off on the most boring tee shot on the on the entire course. Number one. It, yeah. was, it looked like a friggin' football field hitting conservative approach shots into a pin that it just was like the most, it was just so tone deaf in terms of like, I don't want to be watching this. This is like, like they're hitting you know irons into a fucking football field and it was like it was in then well jet way jeff you're right that literally because every time someone like you know you're five groups away from it but once there's a group on the first tee you know they're the closest to lead so you see all their shots and so literally you're right you saw more shots on the first hole than any other hole by a no, showed almost every tee shot on the first hole and almost every approach like and i think it's because well, so I think that golf really struggles with live, the live aspect of things, right? Like they yep. try to show, they can't, they don't know what's going to be interesting until it happens, right? And so what they end up showing is a lot of like, you know, delayed things, whatnot. But and you hate that, like when I see some guy that's way right, back random, off the lead, you know, you know wait, wait, always know what's going in. Yes, you almost know it's something really, really good or really, really bad. But it's ninety-five percent of the time, if they're showing a putt from some guy who's way back. And then there's just like, like, it's always good. There's no ability to watch a golfer that's not, you know, in the lead on the last, like, or, or, or name Tiger Woods or name Tiger Woods in the lead or name Tiger Tiger Woods thing. I'm not going to bitch about it because obviously he's a frigging legend and everybody wants to watch him. Everyone wants to bet on him. But, but I do like, it almost makes me happy when he doesn't make the cut because at least then we can watch some other golfers besides, him struggling to get in at seven over, right? Like, I know that's probably sacrilege for all the Tiger Woods love people. And I get it. He's amazing. Like he's, it's, he's iconic and whatnot, but you know, we, we got lots of random golfers in our Calcutta that we want to watch and see how they're doing. So um, I do, I think the coverage is bad. I think the general format and the fact that there are all of these just random, the, the only reason like, you know, the, you talk to even really, you know, like big golf fans and a lot of them won't watch anything besides the majors because the other tournaments are just lame. Right. And so there's just a in lot terms of things. who's in it. I mean, there, there's some like, okay, there's the Memorial, there's the Bay. Hill, right. But I mean, most like, mo- I think there's the flagship event. You and I are outliers. Cause now we like, I will almost always watch some golf. If it's yeah, you know, anyone like I'll just, I'll watch it. Right. But, I, but like, you know, you meet guys that are, good golfers, fans of the game, like golf, but they're just, they're the, the presentation of golf is not good enough that they will watch any random golf match, even though they care about golf. Right. I I think that, that 
I do think the PGA needs to step up its game in terms of the presentation of the product. So, I think, I think the gambling, right. As an entertainment could, could help that. But I think that again, they also need to like add the opportunity to do more in-game stuff. Like there, there needs to be stuff that can be bet throughout the tournament. Right. Like I remember worldwide sports exchange back in the, I don't know when that was, but that was one of the most fun experiences because you could bet on almost any of the golfers throughout the tournament. And you, you know, they would delay things and they were, they probably got picked off every once in a while, but it was exciting. Right. And, and it was fun to be able to bet on these golfers throughout the tournament. And if someone could bring that back, right. And, and just to tell everyone what it was, essentially these were futures where if the, the golfer who won would be worth a hundred, every other golfer would be worth zero. And you could trade these golfers basically against the market. So a market maker, it wasn't like a two-sided, it was a two-sided market presented, but there were, they were basically on each side of the market. Um, you know, you could bet these things throughout the tournament. Yes, there would be times it was delayed based on coverage and things like that. But generally, it was very fair in that you could get you could get positions on during the course of and take long shots and take advantage of situations that at least you had a, a point of view that, oh, I think these next five holes are going to be great for JT. So I'm going to bet on JT. Um, it was fun. And, the, and there's no you can't do that now. And part of the reason you can't do that, I'm sure, is that the sports books don't trust the data feeds at all from the from the golf company. I mean, you're going to see this soon with Sport Trade. They're they're the same in terms of the 0 100 contracts. They're going to be going live pretty soon. And if you Where where are they going to be? But they're not are they going to actually like offer they have the market makers contracted to make markets throughout the course of an event. So But they're they're only in New Jersey, right? They're in New Jersey, I believe, Iowa, um, Colorado. I mean, they're, they don't have, I think Colorado, they're going to be going live in New Jersey first. Sorry. I can maybe get a proxy server in Colorado. That'd be real. That'd be good. Just kidding. Wouldn't do that. Um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, that would be nice. Maybe they should be our, our sponsors. You know, they probably would love to sponsor us actually. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the philosophy for the sponsorship is, I mean, maybe we should find some company that we believe in and do the sponsorship for equity in that company, for just a small amount of equity in that company with the goal of this, like this, you know, if it takes off, it's real money. And if it, you know, like, we, I don't think either of us care about making a couple hundred dollars an episode. So no. maybe, maybe what we'd rather do is pick a company that we want equity in and try to use use the this podcast to do that. Okay, so anyone out there who wants that deal, why don't you guys DM us on Twitter and you can DM Rufus too because he's he's somewhat responsible and we'll we'll entertain that and maybe we'll talk about the companies for free on the next few podcasts and get some feedback from the listeners on which one should be our sponsor. I like it. This is a productive, productive podcast. Um, what else is going on? Are you you starting to prep for football? Oh, so we went back to the podcast, really. back to the Calcutta angle. So we're going to do World Cup. Should we do a full season NFL Calcutta? Yes, 100%. Okay. Let's do it. We'll start working. Maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll start working on formats. What about college football? 
we with the we have the we have the the college football playoff. It could be college football selection committee. What if we just do that and everything's based on where they rank in the final college football playoff poll? That would be funny. Yeah, I mean, I there's just too many teams in college football. No, you just you, okay. You only do the Power Five teams, then you, well, and a select few others, and then you have groups. We we set it up so there's and groups. college football is just so lame because it's like. You kind of know the the top five teams always, right? Yeah, you, I mean, you know that it's it seems like it's always Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, some combination with those. Ohio, it's like one of you know Alabama, Clemson. I mean, we could Georgia, do Ohio something State. like we could do like so. How many conferences are there total? We could basically make winning five the power five conferences. No, no, no. But like, what I think would be funnier is we could make winning the MAC the same value as winning as winning like the big 12 or a so, SEC. Ooh, I like, so you get a certain percentage of the pot for winning your conference. I yeah. like this. I like this and, idea. And, and so, you know, there will be some Mac teams that probably nobody wants to bid on at all. Right. But there's probably a high amount of, of, you know, I mean, we could do something like that. We could also do it based on like wins where like a certain amount of wins is split up. So you could have a, crap and, and the wins against it i guess we would probably do wins against fbs teams or maybe we wouldn't even at, at, you know maybe it would be just wins period so if you get a win against the fcs team it's it still counts um i mean we'd have to do something like team to get blown out by the most that would be awesome but the problem is like I don't want to be sitting here for three hours doing a college football Calcutta draft. No, I mean, I think you don't have that many teams. But let, we'll see among the Calcutta faithful, the Calcutta chat. I think there's some Calcutta interest right now. This was this British Open one was a tough one. Like, I wasn't even sure I wanted to do it, honestly. And I should have just had Will still do Why? the auction. Well, I, I wasn't able to do it. Yeah, I, I probably should have Will do the auction just because, like, my – I don't think I was particularly good at bidding in this one. Like I, we got value on pretty much. What's that? <laughs> nothing, nothing. No, but I went to the whole I idea. Was say, I, I wanted to make a joke. I wanted to say, I don't think you were particularly good at bidding on any of them. I think I have been, I think I have been good at like uh, at, at extracting value out of people and kind of knowing when to like push people up. Which is why we all want a, want you to be bidding because you do value for everybody you're you're like very unselfish there you go it helps i us was like a little bit upset off. about the cam young thing because cam young was a guy that like i kind of thought i should get and i asked logan like on sunday i was like if i had can you look at your model if i had bid up another 500 would you have would you have still got young and he, he was no. like oh, i think so and we were just kind of looking at the number because if you had bid 500 he'd bid over me i wouldn't have got him but I just wanted to know that that I, that you wanted to I know that you to... didn't make the mistake. What's that? You want to know that you weren't that close to owning him, right? I wanted to know that if I hadn't bid five hundred more, that I wouldn't have owned him. That it wasn't it wasn't you. It was just the model, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh. Yeah. Again, think there's a little Calcutta fatigue um there's there even is. like well, well jeff i mean for you there's fatigue winning i mean there's fatigue because you were literally this was like your your salary last year i mean you have a regular salary but this was like 
This year yeah. wasn't as bad as this year wasn't as bad because we won a lot in the in the PGA, and we yeah. lost a little in the Masters, and then we lost reasonable amount in both the U.S. and. The, and what about the players? Uh, the players we lost a little bit. It wasn't a yeah. lot. So, but but you were like on fire last year, so. Right, I think this year we were probably down twenty percent or something like that. Would be my guess at the end. And last year we're way up, yeah. This last year we were like moderately down. This year we're like up, but not a ton. Right. Well, we'll do it again next year. It's, it's too much fun, but I, I I'm I'm down, and and I like not having to be the guy actually bidding because I have way too many tells. We need we need more we need more people in next year. Like this one was bad because we only had six. It just wasn't enough. Should we see? Okay, so I think for NFL, maybe we can get some new, some new blood in there too. Yeah, I think a lot of people are interested in football. Jeff, I don't know if you heard, but it's a popular sport. It's no golf, but it's popular. Um, yeah. So anything, any other Calcutta's? Maybe college football. Maybe NFL regular season. If we're gonna do those, we're gonna have to do those relatively soon, right? In the next month-ish next month yeah yeah uh are you a vegas plan when are you gonna get back to vegas i don't know man honestly the last few like the last two months have been pretty hard for me it's just been like because i'm i just have been kind of a little unmoored you know just i'm i have i've been gone from vegas and it basically felt kind of homeless and i feel like i need a home base you look kind of homeless too but that's just kind of a look hey i have a collared shirt on and my hair i actually showered today so Today I looked like less homeless. You bother to shave though, week. as usual. I shaved last week. You're still going for that Sabonis look. Sabonis. Mm. Yeah, like little Sabonis, not the big Sabonis. <laughs> um, where are you right now? You're at an Airbnb. I'm in Portland, Maine, right now. I mean, I so since I left Vegas in May, I spent a week in Denver. I spent a week in DC. Then let's see, I was in Boston for the US Open. I was in Blue Hill, Maine with my family, but then my whole family got COVID. And th- and I went to Portland for a little while. And now I'm like trying to decide whether I go and put a get, you know, essentially go to New York, but it's way too hot. But I'm like, I'm at this point, I'm just ready to like actually have a home. And so I'm thinking of just trying to find a, an apartment for like a year long lease in New York. But wow. you're not going to go back to Vegas. And I, I would think you'd want to go to Vegas in the fall. Yeah, I want to be in Vegas at some point, but I'm, I'm going to be more winter than fall. I'm planning to be there. I, the, the general plan right now is to be in Vegas for Labor Day weekend. Okay. So, and since I owe you money, I that. you should probably be there so I can give you that money. That, that sounds good to me. Um, is the money going to be, <laughs> is the money going to go to people? you know, you holding up Rufus signs at a nightclub though. That's what I want to make. Is that what I can exchange it for? In cash this time. Rufus? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I can just exchange it for, I mean, on, uh, on Saturday night at excess of Labor Day weekend, Swedish house mafia is playing. So that's pretty yeah, cool. It's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. They're, they're like doing like a little, like it's a, it's a surprise. It was a surprise. Like I got an inside info that they were going to be there. Um, so we may go there that Saturday night. 
We're going to go back to Delilah. I like, I love you. Oh, you've been to Delilah. Delilah is this amazing place at Excess. I mean, at, at, a, at a win. Yeah, I've never been. Well, oh. We could play golf with our friend Shane Sigsby. I bet he'll put us, get us to get us on Southern Highlands. Sounds good. Although I really, I really find myself, I really found myself enjoying the wind golfing experience. Like I, I played there the last time I was out there. And it, 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 despite the fact that it is incredibly expensive, it just experiences something I really like because the course is in great shape. And if you're staying at the wind, it's just so nice to be able to just walk downstairs and play. Jeff, am I, well, you know, I haven't taken you to my local course yet. Oh, when Las Vegas national, Las Vegas national, which is very close to the wind course. I don't want to play you there. Cause like you shoot like 71 there all the time. Not 71, 78, 77. Yeah. I had, yeah, my, my definitely my hottest stretch of golf. I know. I was just hearing every day your handicap was getting lower. I mean, I checked Shane's uh, handicap the other day. And he's like a plus 3.7 now. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good at golf. I'll, I'll say I do think for me, my handicap got dropped a lot when I was playing the same course all the time. I think it's, it's I know for, when you're playing a course for the first time, it's, it's hard to really play your best. I think there's a certain amount of comfort to it. Or maybe I'm just making excuses of why I'm only good at courses I play a lot. Agree, disagree? Oh, I agree, Rufus. Was the question about agree or disagree like how I'm playing the same course all the time? No, it's. I feel like you play better the more it, it courses you play regularly. I feel you play better at golf the more times you play. But yes, obviously you but play it, the same course all the time. It, it, it makes sense now get, that my model shows the course experience matters a lot, even if you have a negative track record there. Just the fact that you played it more helps you. Um, so you don't bet on the FedEx at all, right? No, I don't. Can you even bet on it? The FedEx? The FedEx Cup or my yeah. FedEx package being delivered? Uh, you got anything else? We can, we can keep this on the shorter end. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I mean, I, I do want to tell you about my dream of golf course design though. I'm not sure. My dream. I want to tell you my dream. So there's this golf course in rural Maine that is pseudo for sale. This guy, um, I don't want to actually mention any of the names on the podcast in case someone hears it and then they tell him, but I actually, I ended up getting, my car was overheated and I had to get towed down to Portland last week. And I managed to get it into the parking lot of this golf course. Um, but he tried to sell a few years ago and apparently the minimum bid, the bid didn't meet the minimum. It's a course, it's a nine hole course. It's the longest par three or not par three. It's the longest nine hole course in the state of Maine. It's like a par 37. But it's got great bones. It's just in awful shape right now. It needs money. And I think it, it could be like renovated and turned into like a, you know, my, my, my dream is to essentially like build, you know, get some land on the side and build an 18 hole court, like destination course. You're close enough to Bar Harbor. You could get a lot of summer people there that, you know, they play Kibo and Bar Harbor and there's not a lot of other courses, but I want to like, I think it would be the coolest thing ever to be involved in building a golf course or renovating a golf course or owning a golf course. I know it's not a good investment, but like, I know it's not a good investment, but who gives a, who gives a shit? Like I care about like doing stuff. I enjoy. All right. 
That's good to hear. Jeff, would you be in? Would you, if, if I was getting a team together to buy a golf course, would you be in? I don't, I don't think so. Not I mean, even, I'm, like, I'm, not even just out of like, you know, so you could get to play it with me for like free and like just loyalty. No, I would get to do what about anyways. loyalty points? I, I would get to do that anyways. I, I'm no loyalty. Whether to join a golf course, right? Like that is the financial decision I'm thinking. Why about. don't we build a golf course together and then we have other people try to join us? In Maine? Because I don't think I'm going to get... It doesn't have to be in Maine. Maine is where I think you could do it cheaper. Well, I'm sure you could do it really cheap in like Wyoming also. So Maybe. I mean, think about something like Cabot. It is three and a half hours from Halifax. It is in the middle of nowhere. It's hard to get to. There's no town there. And yet there's no real infrastructure. I mean, there's a little village and they've turned this into a... Have you ever heard a stream song? Top 40 courses in the world. Sorry. Have you heard a stream song? Yeah, I have. Is that like, I mean, there's, there's these places that are really cool that you hear about playing at. Right. And so, I mean, there's a place called a hoop. Have you heard about a hoopie? No. There's a place in Georgia called a hoopie golf club and a hoopie golf match golf. It's like it literally, there are signs all over it that say no one gives a shit what you shot today because it's all set up as match play. Like the whole point is like, you just go there to play match play. That's cool. And uh, it's a very exclusive golf course in, in, uh, in, in Georgia. But my point is, I think you can create a, I mean, I, you can, if you find the right land, you can create a destination golf course. I think like that is, yeah, it's but Rufus, a, I mean, yes, nowhere. sounds very interesting. You're not married. You don't have kids. So it's like an interesting endeavor to undertake. Um, but there's a lot that goes into that, right? Hospitality, like beyond golf. That would of make course, it. like you, you have to hire people and, you know. It does sound like a fun thing to be involved that's in that as a retirement. Every morning, just go play golf and then work the rest of the day. But Jeff, like, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking about here. Like, like yeah, what no, do I, I like, want my life to look like? Like, wouldn't that be fun to have that? It would be fun. It yeah. Be fun. Okay. So if any, listeners, if any listeners are interested in, buying or renovating or building a golf course or something you know you there's know, you like a bunch of golf responsible jeff a dm or you can shoot irresponsible rufus a dm you know there's a bunch of golf course nft stuff that's happening right yeah the yeah or well, i know there was one but i think there was a couple like things of that nature that were happening um all right I'd rather well, have I'd rather have like some experts rather than a bunch of people that don't know a lot of things that just they're into NFTs. I'd rather just buy a golf. I'd rather buy a soccer team. So with with NFTs, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, all right. Some people say that. Some people say tomato. Some people say potato. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, Sizzle said he's going to come on sometime in August. August. So, I thought it was first in May. You said it was June. Now you're saying it's. Oh, yeah, I'm, we're gonna do this because we got to get on a cadence of doing doing pods again. We'll do one next week. We had our awesome break. Everybody deserves a vacation. I just I I want the listeners to know that everybody deserves a vacation, including us. Yeah, it might be hard to do it the two weeks that I'm in Newport because the house I stay in is very hard to get real privacy. So we'll see if we do it when I'm in Newport or not. We, um, we can have the entire mock clan on then. Yeah.
All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all again next week. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down. It seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are about to end just running off a of leaded.